Hello and welcome to Newspeak, the New Culture Forum's weekly current affairs programme. This week I'm joined by senior fellows Rafe Hadelmanku and Philip Kisseli and the director and founder of the New Culture Forum, Peter Whittle. So before we um, kick off with this <coughs> week's subjects, yes. climate reparations, um, the, uh -huh. the hypocrisy over the Qatar World Cup, the US midterm uh, election results, um, and the crown. Uh, shall we start by um, having a quick word on the Smith Lecture? That's it. Yes, indeed, Emma. Thanks for that. Yes, um, the Smith Lecture, uh, which we have every year. Um, and this year it is on uh, November 29th in London. And the speaker is Rod Little. So it will be illuminating and very funny. He's going to be talking on the story of woke, right? <laughs> and they're going Brilliant. right back to the origins of woke. Uh, this is a great occasion. We usually have a sellout audience. Um, and so basically, I would say if people want to get their tickets, they should try and get them pretty quickly You can go to our website. There's a link there for the tickets. Uh, but also we will put the link under this video as well. Um, it's on Tuesday, the 29th of November. It's a great evening. It always is. Uh, Rob will speak and then he'll answer questions. But the thing is, I think the difference this time as well is that, you know, there'll be a fair amount of humor in it as well, which mm. is good. Mm. Um, but that's uh, that's an upcoming upcoming thing for us. So uh, that's a very a nice end to the year. So do join us. It's very exciting. Mm. I love Rod Little. I'm sure everybody yeah. else does as well. Um, so let's um, let's kick off with the story about climate reparations. So Rishi Sunak has gone to COP 27, it is, isn't it? Um, and has apparently come back making something close to a promise that we'll pay climate reparations to countries that have been affected by the Industrial Revolution, countries like Pakistan, and apparently China is also uh, one of the countries that has its begging bowl out. Mm. Thoughts? Well, I, I, I'm all in favor. What can you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm all in favor of reparations. I think the whole world should be paying us reparations mm. for all of the uh, blood, toil, tears, and sweat that went into creating the Industrial Revolution. Mm. We have modernized the world. You know, Britain, England, dare I say, has given the world three great contributions the Industrial Revolution, capitalism, mm. which was Italian, Dutch, but we spread it to the world, and the English language. And we've transformed the world, we've raised the world out of poverty. If you just in the last 50 years alone, if you look at how many people around the world mm. have been lifted out of poverty by the Industrial Revolution, if you look at the railways in India that we constructed, everything that we've done has been to alleviate suffering, has led to advances in medicine and technology. Mm. Uh, we had no idea, of course, that there were things like carbon capture and all this sort of thing that, were, that was occurring. I think the world needs to actually say thank you to Britain for advancing it mm. by millennia in the space of a couple of hundred years. And, so and, would you... and, and on top of you know, uh, life expectancy, mm -hmm. education, uh, all of those things and and it just feels as though like all of these single issue things whether it's post-colonialism or climate or any of those things people cannot see beyond this blinkered mm -hmm. identitarian viewpoint um, and it and it just it just seems so silly it's one of those it's one of those things when I, I, I looked at the story and I actually laughed I thought this is insane because we're not going to even consider things like corruption, you know, the deforestation, mm -hmm. which is which is causing floods. Uh, it's the monsoon, you know, it's the time of year, all of those things. We're not going to consider those things. We're going to go right back to the Industrial Revolution and blame the spinning Jenny. Do you, no, would, you, would you agree with um, Alison Pearson, I think it was, who made the point that actually maybe we should be charging countries like Pakistan 
um, for patent fees for all of the things that we invented through the Industrial Revolution. Well, that's my point. That's yeah. why we should be paying reparations <laughs> all our intellectual property that we've given free of charge I mean, to the, the whole world. The point is, you were saying, you know, the, these, these, the three things we've given the world. Actually, I mean, you know, that's almost understating it mm. in the sense that the Industrial Revolution created the modern world. Everything about mm. the modern world, mm -hmm. actually, 90% comes back. And this is quite extraordinary, isn't it? Mm. This tiny landmass to actually create the modern it's incredible. world. Yeah, the, the and yet, of sort of, we're being, our noses are being rubbed in it, a bit mm. like they are in, you know, in, in labor terms. Um, and I think, well, what is this actually about? Is this just this kind of, it, it actually harks back to the origins of the environmentalist movement, which was solidly anti-West mm -hmm. and solidly anti-capitalist. It's exposing itself as being a sort of yes. anti-capitalist anti oh, movement. Didn't Saint, uh, you know, the Swedish truant, didn't <laughs> she recently, <laughs> she, she recently came out with all this stuff, you know, about yeah. essentially... Uh, we've actually, it's not just environment, we've got to get rid of capitalism. Climate justice, yeah. and all ra of this. racism. But in a way, it was very revealing because that's yeah. why they used to be called by James Denningpole and others, watermelons, yeah. you know, red on the inside. I mean, it was actually a moment of truth when she said that. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. And, and there's just one more element of context to this, isn't there, in terms of Pakistan. Pakistan has a space program. And Pakistan has nuclear weapons as well, mm. and we are, you know, committing to mm. paying. We're already paying, paying them a lot. This. We're already paying them, and a we're lot already of money paying them millions. Well, and also Pakistan's population has gone up astronomically yeah. by ten times or so, I think, in the yeah. space of the last few decades. Mm. With no account, and that's led to deforestation, which mm. of course is a large part of the which reason. Which is what I was saying that before. We've had, and we've and had these floods, but also you have this complete nonsense, for example, of uh, paying. Some demands to pay reparations to China, mm -hmm. of all places, <laughs> China, which in eight years produced more carbon than Britain in the last 200 years have produced. Mm. And yet somehow we are the evil party in all of this. It's complete nonsense. It's not dissimilar from um, what we've discussed before to do with Churchill and how these activists are almost intentionally spiteful. There seems to be something that is particularly spiteful about basically demanding that the descendants of those people who, through their blood, sweat and tears, built not only this country, but as you were saying, Peter, the modern world, off the back of their labor, mm. that their descendants, which are all already being taxed yeah, up to the eyeballs, historically high levels of tax, um, and all of this talk about fiscal responsibility and the big ho hole in public finances, that, that Rishi would actually even give any sympathy to this idea that, that the de descendants of those people mm should should have to pay other countries mm. as some kind of uh, especially china which apparently has in the last eight years has put out more pollution than, than um, we have since the industrial revolution. revolution well can we just come back to that point of rishi as well so he started uh, as, as as prime minister by saying he wasn't going to go to cop 27 and that was one of the the things that i would imagine the grassroots conservative movement said yes great because anybody who's even slightly to the right of the center thinks it's all nonsense mm. okay um and then he does this u-turn which is mm. just political suicide in lots of ways and why does he do it he, he does it because well boris johnson's going you know and that i think that says that says an awful lot do you yeah. think the problem, that sorry, but the problem is also by entertaining even the discussions yeah. around climate reparations mm -hmm. yes yeah. You are setting a very bad and dangerous precedent just by even having those discussions. By having them, because nobody's interested in them. Because then how far do we go before we have mm. colonial reparations being mm -hmm. demanded? 
how long before slavery reparations come in. Reparations is a very tricky thing, and if they can get reparations on one issue, they they'll, won't be content They'll kick by the that door open. And, but strategically, it was really stupid as well, I thought, because, because you know, the, the spectre of Boris is always there for him. Mm -hmm. If he can actually say, all right, well, you have the climate stuff then, and you'd be, you be identified with climate, because nobody, nobody wants Boris it. Even Boris criticised this. Even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, you, you have that and he can almost put him in a box, you know, and carry on with his with his premiership without without the shadow of Boris there. But he's just played such a stupid game. And and I think electorally it's 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 gonna it's gonna well, be devastating. That was gonna be my next question. So we've seen with um, you know, the tactics of just stop oil, the, the polls are showing this is really turning people off of the climate cause. Um, especially their disruption on the M twenty five and then basically putting out statements that suggest that under normal circumstances it would be unnecessary to cause possibly fatal crashes on the M25 but their their cause is more important than other people's lives I mean obviously that's a probably slightly defamatory um, uh, caricature of what they said but people can go and look up the statement themselves um, do you think that given though that polling that this in addition to that is going to really you know, turn people against this government turn people against Rishi? I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, there aren't that many people for it, mm. actually, mm -hmm. at the moment, are there? It's like 21% well, or something. Well, the polls, I mean, he's still, <laughs> the Conservatives still managed to make up a bit of the gap. I know, in, I don't, in the long uh, run. Labour are still leading, but. In the long run, no. I mean, in the long run, it, what difference is it going to make? It's what, we got two years, have we? Mm. Actually, mm. two years, I think, this month, isn't mm. there, to the next election. Um, and I think, you know, a huge amount of things can happen before then. I think people do understand with this COP27, it's like when they see all these summits, that to an extent they're diplomatic exercises. Mm -hmm. That's the reason you'd be going as well. Because it, won't it be the first time he would have been seen in the context as Prime Minister, Prime Minister mm -hmm. yeah, of this yeah, country? Yeah. So I suppose that that And might they be were the handing reason. over the leadership, I think, of COP as well. That's, that's right. And also Charles that. was meant to be going, King Charles, and it, now, now he's not. I think with the reparations thing, what I find interesting, I don't even know, is uh, no one's asking China for reparations for mm. COVID. Yeah. Are they? No. It, no one. No. Actually. And I mean, the thing is, is that now, isn't it sort of pretty mainstream that this was something that possibly by accident came out of a Chinese mm -hmm. laboratory mm. and brought the world to its knees? And all we don't, we know all about that. You would think that they would be up for reparations, don't you? Much rather than. You know, I don't know what's Thomas Watt mm. and the steam, you know, the, 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 the steam engine and all the rest of it <laughs> in an 18th century. Yeah. Well, yeah, Reparations are valid when, you know, it's a, it's a legal precedent when things have happened within your lifetime yeah. and there's a way that you can make redress, you mm -hmm. know, but not going back 200 years, you know, that, that's why, you know, I, my you know, my own family in Poland got reparations for the Second World War because people were still alive. Mm. That's a very different thing than your great 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 grandparents to mm -hmm. two hundred years ago, eight generations. Back. But then the logic is not the, like the surface level logic that would make that make sense. You'd say, well, it's, it, of course, why 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 therefore wouldn't we ask China for reparations? Mm. Um, but the real logic underneath is like we were saying, it's more of a sort of spiteful hating on the West yes, rather exactly. than it's it being actually anything to do yeah. with the principle of getting reparations it's where wrongs have been committed. Well, when have any of the World Brigade yeah. ever picketed the Chinese and in, embassy? Yeah. Uh, and, and in many cases it's, it's imaginary wrongs as well isn't it because as we were saying you know the the Industrial Revolution has had many benefits as well 
Um, so, you know, well, no, it will have more than many benefits. Well, I mean, it was transformative and it moved people from living in Wattle I mean, and Dorp. Real progressive, yeah. not this kind of faux progressiveness yeah. we get now. But what's remarkable, though, is actually that Britain is an outlier in the world, in the Western world, in actually having more support mm -hmm. for the environmental movement mm. on the right than on the left. Mm -hmm. Frank Luntz, mm -hmm. who was an American pollster who's been on our show before, did this very important research into this just in the building next door to us. Mm. And he showed that Britain alone had more people on the conservative side in favor mm. of green policies than on the left. This is all a legacy of Cameron and May mm. and so forth. Mm. But I think mm. now that's going to shift. Mm. Mm. Um, well you mentioned the, the lack of people picketing the Chinese embassy. Um, that ties in very neatly to our next subject, which is the hypocrisy over Qatar, these mm. footballers who um, are always busily virtue signaling, but when it actually comes down to it, they're very happy to take the money mm. of countries that do not align with their values. Um, and so let's, let's just take a quick look at a clip of uh, Gary Neville on Have I Got News For You. Ian, is it coming home? What, your reputation? <laughs> <laughs> You're commentating there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm commentating there. And what's the defence? Football term. Commentating there. <laughs> well, you've got a choice, I think, haven't you? What, going or not going? Well, <laughs> my view always has been that you either highlight the issues and challenges in these countries and speak about them, or you basically don't say anything, you stay back home and don't go. And I've always said we should challenge There's them. There's another option. You stay at home and highlight the abuses. You don't have to go and take the Qataris' money. I think what's interesting about that really is is how incredibly satisfying <laughs> at least I found it, you know, to see this guy being I don't think he saw it coming actually, mm. Gary Neville. I don't really know much about it. All I know is that he isn't he a kind of he's a bit of a Labour supporter. Very, very much so. That. He's he's yeah. the he's the he's he's become the poster but boy for this all whole of this thing, nonsense. you know, it's quite right. I mean I haven't got much time for Ian Hislop either, no. I'm afraid these days. But you know, he when he said about the uh, you know highlighting the issues, they've always said that. If you remember the crit cricketers mm. going to South Africa, things mm. like this, will always will highlight the. You know, why can't you do it here? Yeah. I mean, you know, do it here. Well, uh, no, the classic is Jeremy Corbyn, isn't it? He's always going to Iran and he's on uh, press TV to highlight the issues. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. never manages to get to Israel, but he gets to Iran. You know, yes, yeah. exactly. So I thought it's um, you know, it is of course it's utter hypocrisy. I, I mean, you know, they're not. Sometimes they're not the brightest, are they? I mean, like, what's his name? David uh, Beckham has taken out a colossal amount of money. Mm. Uh, he's, he's been very, very pro-LGBT. I mean, that, that point you've just made about them not being the brightest, but uh, Gareth Southgate saying, <laughs> it's our job to educate. Now, when people like that mm. talk about educating people, they yeah. mean indoctrinate. They don't mean educate, mm -hmm. because education is, is, is a dialogue. This is just indoctrination. And they are absolutely and utterly the wrong people. But you can educate. see it in that guy's face, yeah. Gareth, Gareth Southgate. Kind of, I don't know, but there's this kind of, it's a kind of woke face. You know? I think well, you're right that he didn't see it coming. You could see sort of well, almost respond, naively like yeah. a child who doesn't realise he's about to get told yeah. off, yeah. not realising that what he was doing is so hypocritical. Yeah. And I do wonder whether, I mean, you could ask, well, you know, is it maybe because they don't actually care about the things that they profess to claim about, that they're just doing it because it's good optics? Or is it just that they really do lack the self-awareness to realise that taking Qatari money mm. and going to Qatar 
And obviously, if it, they're in Qatar, they're not going to use the opportunity in Qatar to to mm. raise concerns about the human rights issues mm. there, because mm. they could mm. themselves be putting, the, you well, know, also it'd be he's very high-risk being employed by the uh, Doha industry yeah. Yeah. entertainment network, right? So he's actually, yeah. you, you don't bite um, the hand that feeds you. But I think it's a combination of both. It's virtue signaling to the nth mm -hmm. degree, combined with a, a, a degree of dim-wittedness. And, and what about mind. these performers who were going there, which I think... And Robbie Williams there. going exactly. there too, and, Is it and others. People, um, I mean, people... And he was in Russia as well, as we know, for the World Cup before that too. People will do any kind, any number of intellectual and mental somersaults when lots of money is involved. That's mm -hmm. one thing, okay. The other thing is that, that, that Peter just said, he's pretty dim. And <laughs> lots of people, I'm sorry, but he is, you know, because lot of the people who latch on to this very simplistic view of the world, which is good versus bad, which is, mm -hmm. you know, we must, it's such a simplistic and stupid thing to say that we, we, we you know, we should be taking the knee, and my God, the Hungarian uh, team have not taken the knee. How terrible! Why should? Why the hell should the Hungarians take the knee? This, this week, of course, has come to a particular head because we've just had the Qatari football ambassador say that being homosexual is a disease of the mind. Yeah, and that's good just, timing. Didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just been said. So well, this was a German television, yeah. and it's now caused an international scandal. Mm. And there's all this typical pearl clutching mm. by the uh, mm. by the Twitterati and by the left, mm. and you have Peter Tatchell out there. And I'm just sitting there thinking, well, what do you expect someone from Qatar to actually mm. say? But the thing is, you know, when, when you see Gareth Southgate with this pompous Poe horse mm. face spouting mm. all of this mm. virtue stuff, mm. You almost think to yourself, you know, look, please come back, Wayne Rooney. All is forgiven. You know, you 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 didn't mm. do well. You did some pretty dodgy things, but at least you didn't tell people what to think. I can't remember whether it was um, him or Gareth Southgate who made these comments, but one of them also, um, going back to your point, Rafe, the 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 building that the the, the stadium oh, that's yes. been built. Yeah. Um, Thousands of people, people died. died. Uh, migrants died in the construction of that. And and one of them made this really absurd comment, basically saying, "Well, these people love football, so it's what they would have wanted." Um, and the point has been made that ensure that the families of those people in India or wherever it is that they that they came from. Um, <laughs> would really would take issue mm. <laughs> with a statement that's that but it's mad and absurd. It's part of that wider thing that our culture does. We we do precisely the thing we shouldn't do. I mean, the the, the dominant culture. So we're looking to footballers, footballers for education. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing as looking to Hollywood for moral guidance, mm -hmm. which is which is what which is what the what the culture does. It's just absurd. We've got things upside down. And so, you know, we are suggesting now, just to tie it back to the previous point, that you know, we should pay reparations mm -hmm. for historically transforming people's lives for the better. It's you not dissimilar the, either from sorry Peter. No, I was gonna say I mean the thing is that this kind of inconsistency, hypocrisy, call it what you want. I mean, it's, it's absolutely nothing new about it. It's almost a tradition, as you said, showbiz. Um, going right back to the 1980s and before, you know, sort of countercultural, as they were then called, pop stars, rock stars yeah. would, be this, would be the same. I mean, you know, on the, on the gay issue, for example, I mean, all the people, rock stars, footballers, whatever, you almost never see them criticizing what happens to gay people in Muslim countries, yes. for example? Mm. You never. If you talk about Putin and Russia, 
and I'm not saying they shouldn't, they go crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're Stephen Fry's and you're all these people, they will go mad about them. One principal one, and I, I think he's a little bit over uh, indulged, is Peter Tatchell, in the sense that he has gone to, he went and did some, a citizen's arrest on Mugabe, didn't he? <laughs> but I mean, but basically, they, they, they steer clear of countries where they think it might be a bit of a problem. That mm. you, they can go for Putin, because I think he's white and Christian, Right, so that they, they feel okay about that, but they wouldn't go to go to any of. They wouldn't look and say, well, you know, Iran has, you know, yeah. executed what is it, four thousand mm. gay mm. people in mm -hmm. the past three decades. Mm. You're never going to get, you know, One Direction or whoever it might be highlighting that. Mm -hmm. Mm. You the, know, the, never. The I mean, the, um, the hypocrisy is is quite similar to those photos of Rishi arriving in you know private in a jet. private jet yeah. to cop they th it really is a uh, for me but not everyone for thee. knows this everyone sees this don't they i mean they sort of see it all the it's just a it's a show it's like harry and megan they were worse ones you know going in private jets here and there but i mean the juxtaposition of some of these things i know we've, we've stopped talking about that but let's just for one one point and 400 private jets to get to get those people there. 400, they could have done it on Zoom. 400 <laughs> private jets, so they could have done it on Zoom, right? Um, Actually, that's the point, they could easily, couldn't they? But if you, <laughs> if, you, if you contrast that to some of the images we've seen of the stop oil people crying mm -hmm. and, and having nervous breakdowns, a woman who mm -hmm. was half blind at the top of the, you know, God, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's dis it's it's crazy you know it is we are living through a, a time of madness it's the it's the madness of crowds thing isn't it it's a douglas murray thing but it really is mad some of these people though are really uh the ones in this top or they have reached a point of hysteria mm. they've been yeah. brought to a point of hysteria mm. i think mm. now mm. Uh, an irrationality well, any surprise when you've had roger hallam yeah. the chap who oh. founded just of oil telling in a youtube video sort of thing children will watch that uh, their parents are going to get raped. Change is going to yeah. lead to uh, ha home invasion. Your yeah. parents being uh, mm. gang raped, mm. and then your eyes mm. being poked out with sticks. That's mm. the logical mm. end game of mm. climate change. It's a form of mental and anything, you're not surprised that these yeah. these kids are petrified as a result mm. of that. The, do you think that we know we've talked about this before, but just watching some of these videos of um, some of these activists, like the really hysterical mm. girl, mm. but there are lots of other examples mm. that they actually are bordering on eco-terrorism that they really like it's very easy to imagine how they could step over someone could step over that oh, line very and think easy that very easy think that uh, whether it's suicidal or homicidal that they are hysterical to such a degree now that they think that the emergency is so bad yeah. that it would justify the taking of human it's life whether it's time. their own or yeah, others so it's yeah. like, only a matter of time but poppy we had on recently um a, a poppy coburn I think, and she was once in, wasn't she, yeah. the environmentalist movement. She said that, it, yes, this is going to be the next thing, mm -hmm. in fact, uh, environmental terrorism. Terrorism. Yeah. You know, because, there'll because be since collateral damage in the wider, bigger motive. Because the behaviour is characterised in two ways, isn't it? One, it's extreme hysterical fear, 
okay, and, and you can see that in their eyes, but also there's a kind of arousal about it as well. Mm. They're almost mm. kind of turned on by it, you know. Mm. They're certainly, no, I, I, I honestly think they are because it's performative <laughs> as well, and they're performing, and, and it's almost like, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing themselves in a mirror and they're loving what mm -hmm. they see mm. because they're right, for, as far as they're concerned, they're right at the end of times. They're, at, yeah. they're absolutely at the barricades of humanity and, and they're saving humanity. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's very, very And the police don't see what it is. Yeah, and everything gets normalized though, right? Mm. So we were all mm. shocked originally when we saw excrement on the, the statues or we saw people uh, gluing themselves to buildings or to paintings. But now we're used to mm. that. Yeah. So the, 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 the extreme factor has yes. to be increased yeah. and it's all cumulative. And mm. so that's mm -hmm. why, yes, I think we should be uh, afraid of this. Why, why do you think it is, I have no data to back it up, why do you think it's predominantly young women? I mean, what is it about? I well, it's also a lot of old people, actually. It's, no, it's, people, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a white middle class issue. White middle, but I, the I, kind of real. What one reason is because it comes from the culture that is in arts faculties in university. That's 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 one source, and mm -hmm. ooh, I I couldn't give a, a specific. Um, uh, percentage, but something like seventy percent of of students are female in those places. Mm. So, th I mean, there are lots and lots of other reasons. But if you're talking about universities as incubators for this mm -hmm. this this kind of thing, which which they undoubtedly are, that's one reason. They the also is, seem yeah. very very young. Like this girl in the the video, she's mm. twenty four. She's not a great not. You're much younger than me. But then there was um, another one who was much older, similar sort of they, thing. The woman they, was they fifty-four. Really, they really look very like they seem much a decade younger than they are. Mm. And I don't know if it's because it is a case of like imitating the mm. Swedish truant, mm. or whether this is a kind of well because you know, they a, come from a, massively privileged backgrounds. They've never had like, to worry about anything, so they need to fabricate but something it's, it's to worry like about. It's more of the delayed adolescence, yeah. that, that it's something to play with. They're playing. Yeah. But just remember also that they've had this fed to them as a diet every mm -hmm. day in primary school, All of their secondary lives. school. Mm -hmm. So you've got a whole generation of brainwashed people. Mm -hmm. And for them, 20 years is a lifetime because mm -hmm. they're only 20 years themselves. So the idea of the world ending in 20 years, I mean, they can't you know, get their heads around this. And it's basically just fear fed by, by the education but, and, and narcissism as, as well narcissism mm -hmm. as well look at me i'm doing this i'm important mm -hmm. people yeah. want to be important when it in, a, in yeah. a complex world where it's difficult to understand where you are young people especially young people with I, I would say mental illness a lot mm -hmm. of them mm. you know it's a very very good and place society for them elevating them and telling them that yes. your views are important yeah, you're a victim and you're a victim sure and well. stupid going back to the 80s <laughs> you know you had this you had the similar situation with the green and common women do you mm. remember those yes mm. uh, they, they were a constant feature for a matter of years and they they encamped around the green and common uh, air base you know it was to stop cruise missiles coming here yeah. but again it was a women's movement I wonder whether it's something to do with something striking at security yeah mm -hmm. yeah the, the personal security yeah which is almost something just fundamentally in enjoyable about being part of it probably yes it yeah. is appealing being part of a group um so let's let's move on to the um US midterm elections mm. um so the results pretty bad for Donald Trump mm. to say the least um, but the results. Do we, do we quite know how bad for him at this point? I don't know. Does anybody have any I, updated information I, I on don't this? Know. Well, at the time of recording, the the House has gone by a very slim majority. Congress yeah. has gone by a representative. 
to the Republican Party, but not by anywhere near as much as they no. expected. But and the Senate still hangs Bi in the balance. Biden's done much, much better than, yeah. than he thought he would do. And the big winner is Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and he, so uh, the, the candidates as well that Trump backed have, have all done thing. very badly. Mm. And it's now looking, as, as Philip said, as if it's going to be Biden versus DeSantis, which is mm. a dream come true, mm. because Biden We don't know that yet. We don't know whether DeSantis is going to... Um, it's, I mean, it's there have been plenty of winks and nods in that direction. And so he is the dream if ticket. It is, if it is the case that it is DeSantis versus Biden, I mean, everybody knows that Biden is like on his last legs anyway. Um, and... DeSantis is just, I mean, he's a dream. Mm. Yes, yes I mean, you, get all, you get all the pros of Trump with DeSantis and mm. none, of, none of the cons, which is mm. an issue right now. But the question is, of course, whether Trump is going to willingly stand down. Now, November the 15th is supposed to be the date upon mm. which a big announcement was made. He's mm. declared this because he was assuming there was going to be a mm. big red wave and on the back of that. But he's also said that if DeSantis runs for office, Trump is going to say all sorts of um, things about his personal life. About, yeah. about DeSantis, and, which and is remarkable when you think one, one of the people who's closest to you politically and who yeah. you would hope would carry no, on the, the, the torch. But this is because Trump's motives are much more <laughs> personal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is about Trumpism rather than the conservatism. And, and one of the Republicans said, you know, a great line, we've got a Trump problem. You know, yeah, so yeah. And, and I think they really have. Trump is polling 70% among Republican uh, party mm. members. Mm. DeSantis only 10%. Yeah. Mm. So without Trump, DeSantis is a clear winner. Mm. The question is, will Trump actually stand aside? Which is or will we, have a, will we have a war of attrition between these but two? But there, there is time. And DeSantis, there is time and DeSantis is a rising star. And his profile is getting bigger and bigger and mm. bigger. And he's been explicit that he is, well, he's almost explicit that he's intimated that he is he wants he, he will he's willing to fight trump um mm. for this well he's also but maybe i hope so but he's also said that he'll wait till 2028 mm. in mm. order to ensure that How trump, is, trump is out of the picture he's 44. Yeah, he's i mean that's one of the on great side. things about he's 44 years old mm. what, what's trump 76. yeah like trump, the idea that trump will just simply would bow out and say actually it's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> no chance i think this is the problem is that whatever you think of trump and, and basically, I think he, you know, he's been remarkably, Im, you know, important in in highlighting certain things and yeah. bringing certain things about. Nevertheless, there is this kind of thing where, you know, he called him Ron de Sanctimonious, and I just thought, this, come on, you know, why, why do you have to do this? It's all you very. Know? <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's sort of, if you say it, it's a personal thing. It's sort of, yeah. It comes not about the good of the country, but it, it, it's about personal what how he sees himself yeah I mean, but I mean that's the problem with Donald Trump isn't it he comes mm. with so much jeopardy you know mm. there's so much positive and I, and I really think there is I, I, mm. I admire so much about him but he's mm. he's 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 the wildest of wild cards this is the point because I know a lot of our viewers really like Trump as well yeah. mm. but it's important to say yes and I understand the appeal there and the, the but the personality of Trump is is the problem here and the issue isn't loyalty for Trump it's what's more important, your loyalty to Trump or the Republican Party actually winning the yeah. next yeah. election. Mm -hmm. And because of Trump and his election denying issues, that's mm -hmm. very divisive in mm -hmm. the nation as a whole. So you're mm -hmm. losing a lot of m mainstream voters 
And then also Roe v. Wade. We have, we have to remember 70% mm -hmm. of Americans are actually opposed to the overturning of Roe yeah, v. Wade. Yeah. And so those two things together mm -hmm. make it much more difficult for the Republicans to win mm -hmm. than it would do under, under Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. because you have to also factor still in Roe v. Wade will still be an issue. It, it, but yeah, with DeSantis, you'll, you'll lose all the negativity that Trump attracts amongst non-traditional Republicans. And the Roe v. Wade thing, sorry, just is, is a really important thing, isn't it? Because in, in a way, for us, that separates our cultures. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not mm -hmm. the, the, the big thing for mm -hmm. us that it is in America, mm -hmm. you know, the, the abortion thing. So it, it's... It, that's one of the things that is a really important thing. Well, and I it's galvanised right. young yeah. voters in America. That's one of the mm -hmm. reasons that the Democrats have done much better. Is yeah. People who don't normally vote now think they've got a vested interest mm -hmm. yeah. finally in voting. So the downside of the overturn of Roe v. Wade yeah. is the fact that it's actually energised the left. Mm -hmm. and, and, if yeah. you, and if you want to understand that a little bit more, yeah. um, Matt Walsh is really good on that. Mm -hmm. if, if, for viewers, if they, if they want to explore that a little bit more, um, Matt Walsh is an excellent commentator on that. DeSantis as well um, as proven in Florida at least mm -hmm. I mean he's increased his majority there hugely Florida used to be a swing um, area and he's managed to win over votes that you know like, like the Hispanic vote for mm -hmm. example that um, essentially pr is, he's proved him he's proved his, his metal he's proved you know what he might be able to do on a national level and so I'm interested to know what you think of you know, obviously in the UK, unfortunately, we are downstream of American <coughs> politics and culture, well, cultural change in many ways, maybe not in all. Yeah, no, no. But these sorry, things no. do affect us. And so how do how do you see this playing out in terms of so if if it if Trump is the one to run, maybe the Republicans lose the next election. If DeSantis is to run, maybe they win the next election. What would that? What would all of these different options mean for us in the UK? Well, I mean, I I, I would say first of all, on your point about these being we're downstream from American. I think it's it's hugely you know overemphasized actually uh, the importance of these elections for Britain, mm. and one of the reasons for that, and the the, the amount of coverage of them mm -hmm. com compared to our own elections mm. has increased and increased and increased. And that is because the we political class, <laughs> no, the political class here is obsessed with America. Mm. Actually, it's why, it, if you look at all the way in which they present politics now, or the way they want to present it, it's very presidential. They yes. mm -hmm. they love the House of Cards. Mm. They love all that feeling. I'm talking about our political class, the people that you know mm. swim around these waters mm. here, and you know. So therefore, it's very, very. Um, it's always terribly important to them, not to most other people. But um, in this country, in answer to your point, I, I don't actually think it'll make much difference to what happens here. Mm -hmm. um, I really don't. Uh, my main worry about what's happened really, and Rafe's already kind of alluded to it, is the kind of sense of vindication it will give to the whole mm -hmm. left woke agenda in America. That's the that's for me is the upsetting thing and, about this. And election. that I suppose if you're talking downstream, I don't I, I, I agree with you totally, Peter, about the politics. I, d mm. I, I think that is overemphasized massively. But we are downstream from the culture mm -hmm. uh, and and all of the, the woke stuff that we always talk about absolutely mm. comes from there. And, mm. and if the, if that's galvanized, if we get a, a new wave of that, we will really feel mm -hmm. that. I mean, oh, by well, God, intensifying. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, there are two points here. I think that have been brought up for me of seeing the DeSantis victory. One was the victory speech that he delivered, where he channeled Churchill. Yeah. And he <laughs> said, "We will fight the woke in le the legislature. We will fight the woke in our schools. We shall never surrender to the woke mob. 
Florida is where the woke comes to die. <laughs> and I thought, why haven't we got somebody on the right brave enough to stand up? It's not rocket science. You know that there's an audience out there crying out for this. Why can no one do that? That's the first thing. Second thing is, actually, DeSantis provides a model, a blueprint for British conservatism because he's managed to get the ethnic vote to come mm. over to the Republicans. Mm. And of course, the great fear was that the Republican vote depended upon white blue collar workers who were disappearing as a proportion. Mm. But if in this country we can do the same thing and bring over the conservative Indian vote and so forth, fueling the Tory ranks or the conservative mm. party ranks or just the ranks of the right wing, mm. we'll finally be able to pierce that problem that we have with mass immigration, which is that mm. currently they tend to vote 80% for mm. the Labour Party. But, is it, but isn't it really you know, tragic, bearing in mind going back to December 2019 when the Red Wall collapsed completely, that was the start of all of that. And if they would have done things differently, mm -hmm. if, they would have, if they would have followed up on their promises, if they would have done the manifest, it, that, that would have, I think, would have fallen into place. And, and look where we are now. But, think, the, but the Gramscian Long March, of course, is yeah. predicated upon using minorities yeah. to advance the agenda. Mm. But if those minorities can actually be channeled into the right wing of the yeah. nation, then of course I think that conservatism has a more hopeful future than perhaps some of us have thought. The only thing is, Rave, I mean, I, 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 I'd agree it's a nice idea. It's just they've been trying that for ages. And in some ways you could say that Rishi should bring huge numbers of Hindu Indians at least, or aspirational in, uh, Indians onto the right side because they are socially conservative. Mm. All of these things are right. They're very, very ambitious. All those great things. It doesn't translate often into Tory votes. You're quite right. Mm. But they've been trying this for so long, it never quite seems to happen. I th I'm, I'm wondering what the difference is between the Hispanic vote mm. and, if you like, the maybe Indian or Pakistani vote. Well, I think it's also because someone like DeSantis is actually speaking out about social conservatism. Mm. Nobody in the Conservative mm. Party in this country mm. actually hits the right notes mm. with mm -hmm. those communities. I, I think there's a relation to class, and that's why I talked about December 2019 there. You know, if, if the, the Tory party really got hold of the working class vote there, and if you, if you get hold of the working class vote, the next step mm is you know is ethnicity but um, but they've, they've just thrown it all away one thing actually sorry to slightly mm -hmm. go off uh, off subject but not is you know this speech where he says about the woke fighting the woke on the fighting them we're going to stop the woke. i know why absolutely no i'm not picking up for using the word woke but just because of a couple of conversations i've been having recently with um uh, one was with uh yoram hazoni who's just written that book about conservatism I think the time's got to come when we stop. You, people got to start using harsher language. Mm. Mm -hmm. I am not woke, because woke still sounds kind of jokey to mm. me. Mm -hmm. You know, woke, and people don't know. He talks about it being pure. This is Marxism. Yeah. This is neo-Marxism, and we're in the middle of a Marxist attack. Yeah. So, frankly, wouldn't it be mm -hmm. good if one started to use that kind of language? I don't, don't mind if it's DeSantis. Mm -hmm. But I understand why they're using woke, but then, mm. but then it's not serious enough. It's actually pushing back on their game. So we're, we're calling it what it is, and that's what we should be doing. We should be dealing in mm. facts rather than dealing in, in obfuscation. We're, we're, um, we're going to have to wrap up soon. So Ooh. first, um, time flies. Um, first, some final uh, thoughts on the new series of The Crown. Um, so I know that Which you've I've got a, a lot of opinions on, on it. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I, I, I just I just think the timing couldn't be worse for the royal family. 
the succession hasn't been finally <coughs> cemented because we still have the coronation to go through. Mm. We've seen a huge increase in support for the king mm. and the queen in, in recent months following the death of his mother. And what terrible timing to have this uh, series of The Crown come out now focusing on the most cruel period for the royal family mm. and filled with so many half-truths and inaccuracies, twisting reality. And the problem is, of course, a lot of people actually do take this thing as being akin to a documentary. Mm -hmm. And people, I've heard lots, so many people on the left say, oh, the public are more educated than that. I'm sorry, they aren't, particularly in America and mm -hmm. Canada and Australia and New Zealand. The Commonwealth realms of Canada and Australia and New Zealand are very important, and they, ha they don't have as, as much exposure to the king and the queen as we have in this country. And I'm, I'm afraid that he hasn't even been there yet, and the reception he's going to get, I think, may be tarnished this I've had so many comments that I've had over the last uh, few weeks discussing this with people in the media people who said oh yeah my auntie has changed her view of the monarchy because of the crown and it's never in a positive way mm. yeah mm. What, what just for um, those who are watching or listening myself included who haven't um, sit, who don't have don't watch the crown haven't seen any of it what period is this covering and what are the distortions that you know are particularly a problem this, this, this covers the 1990s around the annals of Ribulus, of course, 92, when uh, we had the divorces mm -hmm. of the Queen's children and the fire at Windsor Castle, all the way through to the, the, the death of Diana, etc. But you have completely fictitious, made-up scenarios, such as, for example, a meeting, an audience between the Prime Minister John Major and the Prince of Wales, where essentially they're discussing overthrowing the Queen and forcing her to abdicate <laughs> and establishing a regency, which never happened. Now, I, the, think, the I think John Major had written an open letter about that. Yeah, well, yeah. the royal family, of course, the problem is the royal family can never speak out about these things, mm. so they, they, they can't get involved with this. So, of course, on their behalf, you've had John Major and Tony Blair mm. and Judy Dench, Judy Dench all yeah. coming out to speak about this. Mm. And it's telling that the, the Netflix have refused for all of these series to even put them as basic disclaimer, saying, this is based mm -hmm. on some historical facts, mm -hmm. but it's a work of fiction. Mm -hmm. But they've done that for the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, biopic that was on no. Netflix recently. They've done protect, that for so protect his reputation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's fine. It's fine for for you know for a mass murderer to say, oh no, mm -hmm. some of these incidents may not be reality. But actually, people who are living, breathing, and in, in one of our most relevant, one of the last institutions in this country that actually stands head and shoulders in, in, as a symbol of British and Britain and British unity. I think it's just shameful. Mm. And I, 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 I agree with that. Um, it, it's got worse, obviously, the nearer to time that it's got. I mean, the nearer to our time. Um, it was probably at its best when it was doing the 1950s, maybe even the 1960s. It was certainly more sympathetic in terms of the people involved. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think the reason why people think it's a documentary, particularly in uh, countries outside of ours, well, it's, it's something in its favour in a way. It's so beautifully made, and it is, and they get those detail. They get details right. Mm. That's mm -hmm. the problem. Mm. They get the trappings mm. right. So therefore, you know, people sort of think, well, obviously that must be. Also, they can't libel them. So mm. that's what, but often people say, well, if it's libelous, surely that they would be sued or whatever. And it's, it doesn't work yeah. that way. Mm. I think that. That is the, the big difference mm -hmm. will be, as you say, in the Commonwealth and in America. I mean, I've watched a little bit of it. All I would say is the woman who plays Diana, uh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki, I think her name is, is just remarkable. Um, but it's full, at least the first bit, it's full it's of... It's also, I think, young people 
and recent immigrants to this country too who yes. weren't around in the 90s who mm. don't know the mm -hmm. true story mm. you, you really need to have a historical mm -hmm. uh, attitude to this to know what's to be able well, to, they just think to sift and it's not and you know a year from now no one's going to remember the actual incidents but this is all about mm. creating an atmosphere and yeah. people draw get a vibe of things mm. and the vibe is negative and what about um britannia yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, the at least the first uh, the first uh, episode of what I've seen uh, is a big kind of floating metaphor. Mm. Um, Britannia was coming to the end of its days. It's a royal yacht. There used to be a royal yacht, and uh, but this is used as a big metaphor for the institution and particularly for the, the, the person of the queen mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. All of this seems very very like ancient history because we've just had last this year an extraordinary year of huge celebrations for jubilee and then the queen's. Death and so everything feels very central and it seems very very far away. Mm. You have to remember at that time it really was distinctly mortal. Mm. I mean, people were thinking you wouldn't have thought there would even be a monarchy in the year two thousand and twenty-two. Actually, mm. Mm -hmm. you you really were. Everyone you came across really was sort of, sort of anti-monarchist uh, in some shape or form. But I think I agree. It's like you know this appalling thing to finish about Ch Churchill that eight young 18 to 24 year olds think Churchill um, was mostly racist and a bad thing you know one in five, one in, one in five. Mm -hmm. admire him one in five admire him mm -hmm. same goes to the royal family you'll hear it now they're all racist anyway mm -hmm. they're all racist. Only, only 30 oh. of people under 25 have a positive some, want the monarchy to survive i think something's then. happened just today i think uh, when we're recording where uh, 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 is it in york uh, a man's just thrown some eggs at, at the prince, oh, uh, prince yeah. charles saying you know this country was 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 built on slavery no it wasn't it was built on endeavor adventure it was it, bravery all of those mm. things you know and 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 carried out by the working class he he, he was in your neck of the woods yesterday uh, in leeds yeah it, but i think this happened in in he, york he was uh, unveiling a new statue of the queen mm. york minister yeah. i'm sure this is a subject we're going to come back to time and time again yeah. so unfortunately we're going to have to wrap up but thank you very much ray philip peter and thank you for watching please let us know what you think of the topics that we've discussed today what topics you might like to see us discuss like subscribe comment below and we will see you next time on newspeak hello if you're enjoying the new culture forum channel and you believe in our mission may i invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website newcultureforum.org.uk. Our work is more important now than ever and we have great plans ahead for the future but we can't do it without your support. From as little as £3 per month you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member you'll receive a range of benefits including access to exclusive content, invitations to our private events including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.